It's Saturday. It is episode 555. That's yeah. a thing, isn't it? I, I feel like 555 is a thing. There's a... Oh. What? Tell me. <laughs> no. Was it Racer 5 No. Wait. <laughs> Mach 5? Wait. Wait, no. This is, is, it, is this the thing that we, we learned from, from the, the grocery outlet. store clerk? Yeah, the grocery outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five. <laughs> go is five. Go is five in Japanese. Right. Yes. So Go Go, go, go Speed go. Racer. Go Go Go. That's was, right. Yeah, yeah. Go Go Speed Racer was five 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 five. five yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And there's a book on my side of the bed under the nightstand I bought in Half Moon Bay. Oh, you know, 35 years ago. 555 ways to earn an extra income hmm. and i you'll see i i did a few of them hmm. and i occasionally just i love to look through that book because some of them are so simple and obvious and fun and it's not like transcendent like maybe a steinbeck novel mm-hmm. <laughs> but there was some smart shit in that book so there I'll we have are to take a gander yeah five 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 and it's the ninth of gosh july and it's mm-hmm. it's nice and warm out. This is great. The days are still lingeringly long, and I hope you're out enjoying it. But if you're in the car and you're doing whatever and you're listening to us, I also appreciate that as well. So, Kelly, that being said, here we are creating remarkable memories on a Saturday. They don't have to all be good. <laughs> we tried. They can you still wanna... be remarkable if they're, That's if true, they're not good. We are definitely remarking about them. Oh, we are. There's a lot to remark about. Kelly, you want to talk about what happened today? This is The Gift of the Day, read by Kelly Callahan. I mean, this is practically a poem. The prom. A bomb. Making no apologies for our opinions is what makes us free in this country. And I think what makes The Gift of the Day so viral? Is that a good word? Mm, Vibrant? Yeah. Yeah. But what cracks me up is the way that we will likely get plenty of flack by the small-minded and perpetually offended or members of the growing population of the holier-than-thou trend police who have no ability to break free from the herd. I know it's more now a challenge and a dare than just a simple statement, but you know how I love to stir the pot. And when your heart rate elevates, you're more alive by definition. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, an elevated heart rate can remind you of your vitality or it can rob you of it. So maybe not, let's not get it up too high, everyone. <laughs> That's true. If you're at 122 or higher, go mm-hmm. see a physician or take a, just a, a doobie hit. Usually works. <laughs> yeah, usually. For me, it actually elevates. <laughs> but that all said, in our quest to create remarkable memories today, we found ourselves back in Hadestown. Uh, or, uh, I mean, we were back in San Francisco. I feel like we're in San Francisco right now. It sounds like we are. I think it was perfect timing on the side. Hey, Daisy, here comes your ride. (laughs) They're coming to get you. At any rate, we were back in San Francisco to take in some more theater. And today's feature was The Prom. Uh, mm. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) It's a play loosely based on a true story of a lesbian woman in Mississippi And we anticipated that there would be a political agenda at the center. We had no idea that it would be pretty much just all about that. That drum was being beat to death Mm -hmm. throughout the whole story. And the story was well written, albeit spoon-fed to the audience. And the actors were reasonably talented, Mm -hmm. certainly more talented than I. 
but we're nowhere near the caliber of the group that we saw last. Oh my goodness. Hades Town at the Orpheum last month was just on a different level. Yeah. And we were already re-entering a part of town with lowered expectations. Yeah. You know, the Golden Gate Theater is just a couple of blocks away from the Orpheum, um, but it's still the same neighborhood. Let's just let's just say that. So uh, expectations were not super high. Yeah. And, and you know, that, again, it's the Tenderloin neighborhood, so you have lowered expectations going in. I have no idea what Tenderloin is. And now all I hear is that stupid song in my head by train going into the tenderloin to make me some tender coin blah 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 mm-hmm. marin this and that save yeah. me san francisco yeah. yeah yeah i'll play in the background just for refreshing memory What do you think of that song? Um, yeah, I'd heard it before, um, but only with you. Yeah, because I played it for you. Yeah, literally on <laughs> guitar. <laughs> yes. Oh, San Francisco. Yeah. I don't hate. I don't hate Train by no means. I, I sing a few of their songs, and they're they're great. But that that is now stuck in my head. Somebody tell me what tenderloin means, because it's not tender. That's for damn sure. Anyway, to make it even less appealing, the Golden Gate Theater was far less impressive than our last venue mm-hmm. especially the sound but the experience of the theater is far more than just the venue the actors the production itself getting dressed up clearly avoiding being soaked for concessions and the trip into the city which used to be extraordinarily fun that's what creates the remarkable memory yeah i mean since childhood i've always been drawn to the buzz of the city and seeing things that make me feel proud and amazed at human ingenuity, right? Like the skyscrapers and the, like, things you don't see in the suburbs and strip malls. And what's usually on display, um, not only in museums and theaters, but on the streets. It's murals, it's street music, and there's that, their buzz. But sadly, the buzz of San Francisco is often related to its dirtiness, to put it mildly including the flies literally buzzing around piles of human excrement on the sidewalk. I mean, that's just how it is. And that is no exaggeration. That is no joke. And if you've been to San Francisco, you know it. And it's, it's not just in Tenderloin and the mission and other places that you would expect to be kind of dumpy. It's all the way out in Marina. We, we, we saw it in some of the more wealthier parts of town. It's just, it's, it's out of control and the leadership is just not there. It's, it's fallen to, to bits. And yeah, you know, fail across the boards is what I'm what I'm getting at. But I will say it was nice to get gussied up. Always. <laughs> Always. And the theater won't allow outside anything, unlike the last theater that we went to. So we had to consume our wine in the street. In other words, we blended in with the locals. Mm. <laughs> and they were probably like jealous because it actually had a label on it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the parking was atrocious. The tenderloin looks like... And smells like... Uh, yeah, a post-apocalyptic war zone from a war that was clearly lost by this neighborhood. And we neither felt safe nor comfortable. I spent a great deal of time wondering if I had any windows left in my car, which was parked on the streets, thanks to the obvious defunding of police. Good job, guys. So San Francisco is truly now the landscape 
from the movie Escape from New York, which many of you may remember if you're over 50. Deplorable, shameful, and just utterly disgusting. Yeah, I'm sure there are neighborhoods in the city other than this one around the Civic Center where the residents feel more pride. Um, but that's where the theaters are, and so we, I mean, that's where we go. Right. You know, I wonder what Jack London or, or Mark Twain would say about today's San Francisco. They had a lot of pleasant things-ish to say about San Francisco in jest. I don't know that they would even put pen to paper about it. Other than to maybe write a novel similar to Canary Row. Mm. Talking about the downtrodden. Right. But not to be overly dramatic. I no longer leave my heart in San Francisco when I cross that Golden Gate Bridge. Mm. But I digress. After the play, we decided to find some food and libation. We got as far as Van Ness, which is two <laughs> blocks. <laughs> uh, but that is the main artery, or one of the main arteries. And on top of one of the lanes being taken away by the local government to be used solely by public transportation, which I think you and I saw a tumbleweed on because there's not much traffic in that lane, mm. which it's basically sitting mockingly empty to all the people that are sitting now bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. On top of it all, there was a midday weekend construction on one of the two remaining lanes, effectively choking out all transit and ramping up emotions <laughs> from the other drivers, including myself. Mm-hmm. And one woman in her Prius, of course, thought it was a good idea to not allow me in to merge where the lane ended. And so, you know, being from Jersey, I don't put up with that garbage. And we got in. Uh, but then we got a symphony <laughs> of listening to her lean on the horn for roughly two minutes straight. And all I could do was just soak it up and reminisce about how much I missed New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Needless to say, our hard-earned wealth was not going to be shared in a city who clearly hasn't earned it. But, unfortunately, so sorely needs it. Yeah, it felt almost wasteful to make that trip um, just for the show at the theater. But after the mediocre performance and the health risks of walking back to the car, neither one of us was in much of a mood to linger. You know, and you hit the nail on the head. The operative word was mood. It changed mm-hmm. my mood. I was not in a good mood. You know how hard it is to change my mood to from a positive to a negative? But it was like the last straw because yeah. everything up to that point was just It negative, all negative, added negative. up to it. Ugh, it was terrible. All that aside, while we do our best to control our situation and guide our remarkable memories as something positive, it can't always be the case. And there's nothing wrong about having a remarkably bad memory. If anything... It bonded us more to have this shared and agreed upon experience. And by having it be so intense, you're now the beneficiary of this episode and will likely think twice about <laughs> retracing our steps, saving you the same disappointments. So, your homework? Oh, that's easy. Uh, creatively share a negative experience with those around you as a means of warning. Nice. But... Do it in a way that the story isn't a total downer. Like it. The homework isn't to never go to the theater in San Francisco. In our case, we will be back in uh, November for at least one more show as that part of as part of that package of tickets, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, I was I was on the verge of putting it up for grabs and auctioning it off yeah. for charity. Or taking Caltrans in somehow. Yeah. I'm not, I'm we got to do it differently next time. I'll tell you what, because that'll be November. And by that point, we'll either have a very large van or we'll have a Tesla. One of the two. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not parking either in San Francisco. I'm just not. Yeah. So we'll have to think about it. Maybe we'll put them up for auction. We may not even be back from our trip by then. All right. So stay tuned in a future, a very soon future upcoming episode. We may auction off these tickets. And if you're willing to put on that biohazard suit and carry a gallon of Purell um, and take public transportation, you may be interested in these tickets and we'll donate the proceeds to a charitable organization. Well, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. If you guys hit us up and say, hey, put those up for auction, uh, we'll think about it. So in the meantime, I don't recommend this happening in the tenderloin. Maybe you should go out and... <laughs> uh, go out and fly your kites. Yako key, everybody. Game of the day. That's